episode 170 of the Pilot the Pilot podcast takes off now. The Pilot the Pilot podcast is brought to you by The Finer Points. You can get a free three-day trial of the Ground School app by visiting learnthefinerpoints.com. Hey guys, I'm Pilot Pete, uh, formerly on The Bachelor a couple years ago, and I am super excited to now be able to uh, announce that I will be flying for United Airlines here in the near future. Hey, v Nation, what is going on? And welcome back to the Pilot the Pilot podcast. My name is Justin Seams and I am your host. Today's episode is an exciting episode. It is Pilot Pete, aka Peter Weber, aka The Bachelor. This was a lot of fun and a long time coming to get Pete on the podcast. And I'm very thankful for him to spare an hour and a half. I told him an hour. We just kept talking forever. It was a lot of fun to talk aviation with him and get a, a better understanding that aviation is his life. He wants to be a pilot. This is what he wants to do for the rest of his life. And it's clear how much aviation means to him when we were recording this. And I could really see just how much he loves us and how he is ready to go full on and be a pilot for United Airlines, which is crazy. He dropped some news yesterday on Instagram and we talk about it in this podcast about moving from Delta to United. So go ahead and listen to this. Uh, It's really interesting. I'm very thankful for him to come on and uh, I can't wait to see him succeed at United. Aviation, if you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. You can check us out at Pilot the Pilot on Instagram. And thank you so much for everyone who has either bought, shared, forwarded, whatever it may be, Pilot's Coffee. Christine and I have started a coffee company. If you have not seen on Instagram, it is called Pilot's Coffee. You can follow us at Pilot's Coffee on Instagram or www.pilotscoffee.com. It is legit the best coffee for pilots, traveling, anything. That's my last plug. Aviation, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. So without any further ado, Here's Peter Weber. Pilot Pete, what's going on, man? Welcome to the Pilot the Pilot podcast. Hey, it's great to be here, man. I know we've been trying to do this for a bit, so uh, I'm stoked we could finally make it happen. Yeah, man, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we have been trying to do this for a while. We were I was at TWA Hotel, and we almost had it to, ready to go, and then uh, it didn't work out, but other times too. But it's all good, man. You know, make the people wait and give them what they want later. Hey, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm stoked to be here. Sweet, man. Well, uh, the first question I always ask everyone, it's always the same and it kind of forms the conversation. Uh, why aviation? I know you, your dad's a pilot and I'm, I don't know if there's more aviation history kind of in that family, but uh, why aviation? Uh, what was the original kind of inspiration for you to even get started? Yeah, I mean, kind of what you just said right there. My dad being a pilot, um, I would say was the biggest inspiration for me just to kind of get that bug planted from an early age. But, you know, I come from a, a flying family. Uh, my my parents, you know, both were in the industry at one point together. That's how they actually met. My mom used to be a flight attendant for United, and uh, my dad still is uh, a pilot for United. Um, so literally, just it's it, it's in my it's been in my blood since you know a very young age. I have very fond memories of you know just traveling with my dad on on his trips. Also, just non revving non revving for fun around you know the world essentially, um, and just just literally being glued to airplanes and just that that magic for flight it it was just it's been a part of me since my earliest memories and there's nothing quite that just uh brings out that level of passion in my life than than aviation and flying um and i think you know a lot of people obviously know that they see that um but it's just yeah it's just been something that i truly feel like i was born to do and i feel so blessed to be able to do that you know hopefully for the rest of my life what was it like with uh, with your dad and being in aviation? Were you constantly around small planes? Were you constantly in airliners? Was it kind of like 
uh, right in front of you at all times? Or was it more of like a, a stand from afar approach and have you find this love for aviation on your own? Yeah, no, it was definitely, it was never pushed on me whatsoever. Um, it was, I, we actually didn't really fly, do, do too much general aviation growing up. I think we, we made we one, one up uh, maybe once or twice in a 172 when I was younger um, out in Virginia. My dad was based out of Dulles. And, um, you know, so a little bit of the general aviation, but never was it, you know, forced onto me. It just was always something that looking from the outside, I would just, I would be just in awe of it. And I would just be asking my dad all these questions about what his trips were like and what it was like to fly this airplane and how that made him feel. And um, just like, you know, I, I remember growing up then, you know, through kind of middle school and high school and, um, you know, my dad would, uh, he was, he was fortunate enough to fly the seven four, uh, before they retired that. So I just remember like it, I mean, he told me that he'd have, he'd have a trip and he was going on and I was just picking his brain, just like the nerdiest stuff. But like it just, it was at that point, I was really starting to kind of get serious about, you know, possibly pursuing a career in aviation. And, um, we would just have so many talks and, you know, my parents would talk to me as much as they, as, you know, as I wanted, um, and answer any questions. And, so I was definitely very lucky that it was never forced or whatnot. There was never any pressure, um, but they were just there to answer any questions I had and be the best support system. And um, it's just been cool to have it work out so organically and kind of continue the family legacy. Did you have any other interests at all as you're growing up? Was there anything else that was kind of like, well, I'll do flying or I'll do this? Uh, was there kind of something else that kind of caught your eye? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I dabbled in some other ideas for a second. I was, listen, I was born to fly. I was always going to fly. But I, for a second, I... You know, I, I wanted to, I'm a big sports fan. I thought about it, it'd be really cool to be a sports agent. Um, and I like in, in high school, I was looking, okay, what's required for that? Going to law school or whatnot. And is that something I think I could see myself doing? And um, then from there, kind of segued from there to uh, actually, believe it or not, I thought I wanted to be a doctor or there's a chance that I, I would have an interest. I was, you know, I watched a bunch of like the house, the house shows and all those, you know, those TV shows that make the profession look awesome. And it is an awesome profession. Um, definitely was never smart enough to, to, to make that happen. I, I went to Baylor University for my freshman year and I had signed up for the Air Force um, ROTC program. You know, I still was keeping the possibility you know, of being a fighter pilot. That was a dream of mine from an early age alive. But I also was thinking about possibly the medical route. And so I was a major in biology for literally two weeks. Very quickly realized I didn't have what it took <laughs> to go down that path. And I'm like, listen, I'm just going to stick to what I know I've always wanted to do and what my love is. And, um, and that's flying. That's awesome. So Virginia. Uh, LA at some point and then Baylor. How did this, uh, how does this all work together? Did, were you, uh, were you born in California and based, dad was based in Virginia and then went to school in Baylor or how did that all work out? Yeah. So I've kind of been, definitely been all over the country. Um, definitely, you know, benefit of being in an airline family, you know, you, you have the opportunity to move around in bases and whatnot. So I was born in Virginia. My dad was based out there in Dulles. Um, my mom was as well. And, um, then we moved down to, uh, United at that point. So had a uh, Miami base. And so we moved down to Miami, uh, Boca Raton. Actually, my dad was based out of Miami, uh, flying the seven, five, seven, six out there, uh, spent like four years there. Then that base closed. Um, so then we, uh, ended up coming out to LA and my dad got the, the seven, four bid out in LA. So couldn't pass that up. And, um, you know, lived in LA, grew up, I, I consider LA as kind of my home, like where I grew up, um, you know, from pretty much like 11, 12 years old until, um, just, you know, this past year here, 29, I was living out in LA. And, um, you know, went, grew up middle school, high school, went to college. Um, that's when I went to Baylor for my freshman year and then left after my freshman year, went back to LA, did just community college out there for, uh, for about a year, did my flight training out in LA as well. And then, um, ended up graduating through Liberty University. It was the online program, which is out in Virginia, but 
at that point, I had gotten a corporate gig. And so it just worked out really well for me to finish my studies online and then start building some good jet time. Yeah. Was, uh, was airlines always the goal? You know, your dad flying the 747. It's like, I'm going to do the same thing my dad's doing. Was that always your goal when you're going through training? Always, always. Um, just always had that dream. Obviously, 74 is my, my dream airplane. And, you know, it pains me so much to know that it's not there anymore. I still hold out hope that somehow, some way, the Dash 8 is going to make it come back and, and the U.S. carriers are going to find a way to use it. Um, but yeah, that's, that was just always a dream. I did, you know, I, 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 I had the opportunity. I was very fortunate enough to fly corporate as well before. So I, I love that I kind of had um, like a well-rounded um, experience with my career um, up to this point. You know, I've seen all the different sides of it. And I actually learned a lot of things that I loved about corporate flying. Um, you know, for, for a second, I considered possibly just maybe staying that route, you know, getting a dream job flying like a G, G650 or something like that. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I always kind of knew that the most likely path for me was to go to the airlines and, and, and pursue that. Hey man, you know, 747, you go fly for UPS, you know, call your dad. Be like, I, hey man. <laughs> I, I had, I had my app in for UPS. That was, I definitely had it in there. Actually my, uh, so my mentor from flying, um, his name is Cliff Parkhill. He uh, taught me how to fly and he, he started, he was in the second pilot class for, uh, for UPS back in the day. And, uh, so he had a fairy tale career, got to fly that 74 for a ton of years and, um, definitely, definitely considered that route. That was probably my only chance to, to get to do it, but Hey, it's all good. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, Khalid will definitely take it too, but uh, hold out for UPS if you ever do decide to change. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. That could be, uh, that'd be awesome. Uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about your training. Uh, so you decided to train in Southern California, right? Yep. Was there any yeah. other ability for you to maybe start training in high school or did you want to put it off until you had more time to dedicate the fly? Yeah, I just, I never, it was funny. I, I always knew I had this love for flying and this passion. It was going to be something most likely that I was going to do, but I didn't, I didn't really start pursuing it till, um, college. I had a buddy, a good friend of mine that was getting his private pilot license, um, in, in high school and, you know, definitely picked his brain like crazy. And it was really cool to uh, have a friend that was going through that just, you know, kind of made me even more excited to get started. But I don't know. I just, I was really busy in high school with a lot of other stuff, really into sports, um, really into, you know, doing some musicals, um, theater there. So I, I don't know. I just, it was never something that I was going to get going yet in high school. Um, but you know, that quickly changed obviously my freshman year of college when I pursuing it. You ever, you know, you always hear these people, it sounds like you had a pretty good job when you start out, but do you ever hear those people or do you ever think like, man, I wish I would have started earlier. There's a lot of people that get into this career later, even after college. And they always just constantly wish that they could start earlier. Are you kind of in the same aspect where you're like, man, I wish I could have started getting my training in high school and then I could have built my time and I could have been at Delta earlier. I could have been here earlier. Maybe I could have been flying a 747 if I got in earlier. Right. Do you ever regret not flying earlier? <laughs> that, so I definitely, I don't have any regrets. I feel like I, I feel so fortunate about the path I took. Like I lucked out like crazy with the path I took, but um, I definitely just for sure, just like the the competitor in me, like I'm a very competitive person. Like I always, you know, wondered, okay, I, I'm happy. You know, I got to, got the Delta at 26 and that was awesome. But like, I'm always a person like I want to be, I want to be the youngest person at whatever era. Like I just I pride myself on like trying to, you know, just, achieve those crazy, those crazy feats. Um, but hey, it's, you know, it obviously I can't complain at all. 26 was still pretty young. And, uh, but yeah, I think just the competitor in me, um, I was always like, I wonder if I could have done it any faster if I would have gone this route or whatnot, but uh, I, I had a blast doing it too. So yeah, I don't think you could have beat Marlon, uh, Marlon days. <laughs> yeah. He, he crazy. Young. How, how old was he when I he got? He was like, like 23 or 24. 
Yeah, yeah, that was that's freaking awesome, man. Thank you have a fairy tale career. That's good. For Absolutely, him. I had Marlon on a podcast like a year ago, and I love talking to that dude. That's a great dude. He's uh, he's, he's worked hard dude. for where he is. I love seeing him succeed. Oh, great success story! Just from where he came from, he had Jamaica. I um, I actually never we flew with the same airline, Compass. Um, but we never got to fly together. Never got to fly together there. Um, just ran into each other, you know, in the uh, the crew room and whatnot, just in the terminals. But um, awesome dude, and yeah, he's he's sad. He's he's gonna have a great career. Uh, going back to your training, what was it about picking a flight school? Was it um, just, hey, they fly, I'm going to go there? Or did you do a lot of research trying to find the best, quickest path for you to get your training done? Yeah. I'm, I'm, so originally, kind of going back to the whole Air Force thing, you know, I had this dream, okay, I want to be a fighter pilot. I would love to go that route and then get into the airlines, you know, after my, um, my you know, I, I served my duty there with the Air Force. Um and originally, you know, I, I believe everything happens for a reason. So I, my dream was to go to the Air Force Academy and really try to pursue that. That was going to be the route that I wanted to take. Um, didn't work out. I, I didn't get in accepted immediately. So it was going to be through like a prep school. And so that's when I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to take a year, you know, kind of a gap year almost and do this prep and then start a year later. So I took the next best thing. That was the Air Force ROTC program. Baylor had the number one ranked detachment that year. So that was a big reason why I went there. Um, so was thinking, okay, I'm going to be air force route, get my training done that way. And then, you know, I, that when I was, when I was a freshman, my, my, um, my oath, I was going to give my sophomore year and my scholarship was going to take effect and all that. I just had a, you know, big, big summer, just a lot of conversations kind of figuring out what it really was that I wanted. And there was no guarantee I was going to get a pilot slot. And I just knew I wanted to fly for sure. So I didn't want to take that chance of not getting a pilot slot and giving my oath there. So, um, that's when I decided to just go the civilian route and, Came back to LA. Um, Camarillo Airport was, you know, the local airport for me there, uh, KCMA, and uh, you know, spent a lot of time just hanging out. Just they had great air shows throughout the years there. And um, at that point, there was a really good flight school, uh, Channel Islands Aviation. It was a 141 school. I went in, did a discovery flight. Um, you know, felt really good about it. Uh, family felt really good about it, and and started there. Did my private and. Then I was planning on finishing all my flight training with them, but then, you know, just kind of a crazy state thing. One day, uh, um, I'm, you know, walking in, I just started my instrument rating and, um, I had my, I was, I would always carry my dad's flight bag, the old, you know, the big black leather flight bags they used to carry back in the day. And I just thought it was super cool. So I'd carry all my flight manuals and you know, I thought I was a badass, you know, want to be your own pilot. And, um, I had a big 747 sticker on it and I'm walking in and, uh, Cliff, who I mentioned earlier, he, he was, he, oh, he's like the grandfather of the airport. He's always hanging out there. Everyone knows him. Uh, he's always giving people shit, but everyone loves him for it. And he sees my sticker. He's like, Hey, that's a nice sticker. It's a nice airplane. And I was like, yeah, no, that's my favorite airplane. My dad, my dad, uh, he, uh, he was flying it. So yeah, my dad flies it, flies it. He was flying it at that point still. And, uh, and then we just started talking. He had his Piper Apache parked. Out, out front in front of the flight school and um, just literally just started talking, chatting up, becoming friends. I told him where I was in my training and whatnot. He's like, hey, well, I'll, I'll give you a flight in the Apache one day if you want. And from there, it just segued to, you know, he's still a CFI and whatnot. And he, he's taught a lot, of, a lot of people in the airport and um, ended up leaving that flight school and then going with him. And he finished me up, you know, through my commercial multi. Um, and just, I lucked out like crazy. He's such a great pilot and just had the time of my life training with him and got to fly so many great airplanes with him. So um, it was kind of just uh, never predicted it going that route, but was really thankful that it did. That's kind of aviation as a whole though. You know, you, you have these ideas, like I'm going to go here, whether it's Delta United American or whatever your dream job is. 
And then as you're going through your training and as you're going through it, you start talking to people and you start getting pulled over here a little bit or like some crazy opportunity comes over here. And it's like, you just find yourself on a different route and that route can navigate you still to your goal or it can take you to other things you never even knew that you could do, which I think is really cool. And it sounds like you had, you had similar experience. Yeah, no, you hit that nail on the head there. It's, I mean, obviously av- the aviation community, they say is, is so small and it really is, but it is, it's, that's kind of like, I love that adventure of it. You know, I, I've talked to a lot of, you know, fresh pilots, new pilots, student pilots that are going through it. And I'm just like, listen, obviously you have a plan, you know, have a course, you know, of what you want to do, commit yourself to it, work your, your ass off. Um, but also just enjoy the journey and don't let it just pass you by too fast. And, um, you know, take whatever cool, crazy opportunities you, you may have, and you never know where it could lead you. And, um, it, it literally, that was the death. Like, dude, I had, I had, I had a high school, I was in a high school, um, rocketry club. We started one my junior year. And that was the reason that I ended up getting my first corporate gig, uh, flying Hawker 700. Like it's just crazy how all these things end up working out. So that is crazy. Yeah. It's all about connections. It really is. Or no matter what you're doing in aviation, it's also crazy to think about how different your life would be right now. If you would have stayed there for a route, like air force route, like there would have been no bachelor. There'd be no Delta right now. You'd probably have a couple more years left on, <laughs> on, uh, how your agreement with them and you'd be looking for a job. So it's just insane to think, like you said, everything does happen for a reason. And truly that's, that's kind of what happened. So true. I, I thought about that many times. Yeah. I would still, the 10 year commitment after flight school ends. So I would have been about 32, 33, so 29 now. So yeah. I, and I'm sure I would have had an amazing adventure, a great time doing that too. But um, I, yeah, I couldn't complain at all. I'm really happy with how everything worked out. That's awesome, man. Uh, talking about training, what was your least favorite part of aviation training? Was there one thing that you just like, couldn't learn, couldn't get uh, in the process of, of thinking of passing or uh, just struggling with overall? Was there anything that you struggled with? Um, Let's see here. I, you know, I think early flying definitely came very natural to me. I was, uh, you know, and obviously having my dad too, just to kind of like throughout the years, coach me up on stuff and just teach me things. But I think one of the biggest things I would say, like as a, as a private pilot, just like the whole learning about radials and VORs for whatever reason, that was like, it took me a little bit to fully grasp and to fully understand um, you know, the two and the from, and like for, I think that was the biggest thing that just for me, like, all right, I got to get this down. I got to get this down. And it was a little annoying when it, when it was taking me some time. But, um, after that, I would say everything else pretty much came pr- pretty, pretty easy to me. I felt very fortunate with that. Um, but yeah, I would say probably yeah, VORs, yeah, just radials in the beginning. Still to this day, whenever I'm getting a clearance and they throw something like that in there, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, come on, give me a GPS point. It's 2021. Right. I'm not flying to this fix of this radio <laughs> at this distance. Like, give me like whatever fix it is. <laughs> Makes me mad yeah. every time. <laughs> that was spoiled, man. We were very spoiled. What did you, what was the first plane you flew at Delta? Um, so the only plane I flew in there is uh, the 737. Okay, good. I did I was hoping you didn't, you weren't on the mad dog or anything like that. Cause it'd be all, uh, ILS's VORs and all that nonsense. Yeah, no, I, and actually, I've never done like an NDV approach or anything like that, uh, believe it or not. But yeah, I got the seven seven three. I lucked out. Delta was um, so their seniority system is all in class. It's all off your social last four digits. So you know, it's all on bias and whatnot. And so the higher it is, that's the you know, it's not on age. It's the higher the number, you're the more senior you are. So I was like, I got I lucked out. I was like number three. Um, so I, I got to pick the seven three, and I uh, got base in L.A. So I was very fortunate with that. Hey, man, that's like a dream scenario. I know. Oh, you could have been I, in the, the bad dog in Atlanta. That would be terrible. I know. You're not there. So I, I lucked out. 
Um, yeah, it's been great. I got, to, I lucked out with Compass too. That was great. That 175, that was probably my favorite. That was my favorite airplane I've ever flown. Um, out in LA and my brother, I'm stoked too. He just got to sign that, uh, at Sky West. So he's going through training right now. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. RIP compass, man. It's crazy to think about like when I was coming up through training compass was like one of the, the regional airlines everyone wanted to go to. And then fast forward 10 years now, now it's not even a thing. Dude, it's, it's, it's scary. I mean, that's part of our industry. It's very cyclical and you know, you got to enjoy those good times because you really never know, you know, what's kind of coming. But I, I had the time of my life at Compass. The people there were just incredible. The flying was awesome. The airplane was awesome. Um, it's really, that really, yeah, that's, that hurts to know that it's no longer there anymore, but always have great memories. That's good. Yeah. It's crazy. Like you said, uh, this industry is wild, man. Hold on for the ride of your life, right? Like the yeah. highs are, are the highest of highs and the lows. I mean, as we've seen this last year are literally the lowest of lows. Like it, it's absolutely insane. Uh, it's like but a still, disease. It's, it's yeah. worth it. I know. Right. Know? And we still think it's worth it after all those lows. We're still sitting here like, I need to fly. I need to fly. I need to fly. Like, come on, yeah. let's go. I know. So I, I think we're pretty lucky if we can, if we can still say that, you know? Yeah. What's it been like for you the past couple of years? Uh, have you been flying at all? Have you, did you have to take a, an extended leave? Did you have to, were you able to still fly during filming? Were you able, like, what was your last couple of years like with everything and flying? Man, crazy, very crazy. Um, and <laughs> so I look back sometimes and I'm like, wow, how did that all happen? How did that all work out? Um, it, you know, going back to, well, I guess in the most recent, you know, past year, not much flying at all. I think my last flight was end of May. So almost coming up here on a year, uh, from my last Delta flight. Cause I, uh, I got unassigned. So like 2000 of the most junior pilots, we got unassigned. So we didn't get furloughed, which is awesome. You know, we we're very, very lucky not to get furloughed, but, um, we got unassigned. So obviously we weren't flying, lost our currency and whatnot in the airplane. Um, so that's, that sucked. You know, I, I missed it like crazy and, um, I can't wait to get back, but. In the meantime, um, I, I was really lucky. I, I partnered up with Icon, which is uh, one of my, oh my God, I'm obsessed with that airplane, the, the A5. Um, met up with them and, and, and went through you know their training course and started building time to kind of go the route of becoming a demo pilot for them and, and uh, kind of like a brand ambassador. And so I was super lucky that that was, that was kind of offered to me there and um, just been doing a ton of flights out and all over um, you know, in Tampa, one of their headquarters out in LA. Um, doing a lot of ferry flights between LA and Phoenix. Um, so that's been keeping me busy. I got to go get my seaplane rating up in uh, Seattle over at Kenmore Air. That was, you know, part of, you know, working with Icon. So that I had a blast doing. Probably wouldn't have done that this soon if, you know, if I would have been flying a normal line. Um, so that was a great, great time, great memory. Um, but, and then, you know, going past that, going back to, you know, with the show and everything and filming, that was just, man, I had, I lucked out. I just had, you know, great support, uh, you know, from some people at Delta there that just really helped me out. My chief pilots were freaking awesome. Um, and, you know, just as long as I was going to represent the company, you know, in the best way possible, um, they were all willing to, you know, have my back and everything. And um, yeah, I didn't do any flying at all when we were filming. I had to be able to commit to, you know, for both seasons, it was two months of filming. You know, if you go the full length, it's two, about two months. And, but luckily for just the way that filming started and then the way that we're, we bid our schedules, both for both seasons, it was, I would have to get filming essentially started this like in the middle, like the 15th of the month. So I was able to front load my schedule, luckily, um, to knock out most of my trips at the beginning of that month. So I didn't really have to drop any trips, you know, that first month. 
The second month, it was the full month. That was the one that I had to drop. I had to be able to drop every trip. And then the third month, you'd go halfway through that third month. So I was able to backload again my schedule and that worked out. I really didn't have to drop any trips, maybe one trip between the two seasons. Um, so really it was just two months in those essentially kind of like year and a half, two year period that I had to drop. It was like three trips a month um, that I was getting awarded. I just uh, bid a, a minimum line. And again, just like that, I had some opportunities, you know, vacation days or whatnot that I was able to drop on it. I had you know, some friends able to pick up trips for me. And again, I look back and I'm like, holy cow, I don't know how I made that work. But hey, I guess it's just meant to be, you know, it worked out. So, all right. So before you go on The Bachelorette, like before you are filming there, you flew the front half of that month. And then you just like showed up in a tux on a, on a filming set, essentially. Yeah, it wasn't actually, it wasn't even a tux. It was, it was a uniform. Oh, you yeah. did wear a uniform. I forgot. I, yeah. <laughs> I uniform. They, like, they thought that'd be a good idea. And what I think I got in trouble for it a little bit. I don't know. I was about to ask. <laughs> I was going to ask that because it's a King Delta, man. Like Delta of all the airlines is the one that you would think, you know, the double breasted jacket, you know, you got to wear the hat. They're going to be the ones to be like, no, like you can't wear that. You have to, I don't know. I just, in my mind, when I, I was so surprised to think that they would be okay with that. So I didn't know, yeah. did I, they I, approve it? No, cause, cause it technically wasn't a Delta uniform cause all the logos were covered up. So it was just, it was, it was, it, 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 it resembled one, but because it was, there was no official logo shown, it wasn't technically a uniform. Um, but then when we went to, uh, we went to filming the bachelor um, they're like, listen, all right, just the cover all bases and make sure we're good. Let's just not have anything that even resembles, you know, the Delta uniform. So I remember I, I was using, I just used like a, our stylist in the show. He, he kind of made the uniform for me. We just used like a, a Navy blue, just normal suit. He made some like epaulets, um, and stripes on the, uh, on the uniform. And, uh, he used an old one of, one of my, cause my dad's legacy United, one of the old legacy United hats. And then one, uh, the old legacy United wing. So it's not in use anymore. And, uh, we just made, we combined all these different things. I think I, or I think I saw my compass wings on at that point or something, but covered up the logo. Um, so we had some fun with that just to not, you know, resemble anything. Yeah. Wow. One question I had what you mentioned that you wanted, like flying is kind of your thing. Like you knew you always wanted to fly. Were you worried about this huge opportunity, uh, being able to kind of take that dream away for you? or from you, were you okay with that? Like taking this all the way to where you could go, you know, like to the bachelor, to, uh, whatever comes next. Were you okay with giving up flying forever? If say the backlash, or maybe you didn't represent Delta in a way they thought was okay. Were you perfectly okay with that? Like, did you know that when you were signing on for this opportunity that like, Hey, uh, the airlines might not want to hire me after this. Was that kind of a thought process at all? You know, I, I guess, to, so to answer that question, I never, I, there was no way in hell I was ever going to give up my career just for the opportunity to go explore this kind of, you know, uh, experience or whatnot. Um, I always made sure that, you know, I had the proper approval and whatnot. I was super transparent with me. Like I said, my chiefs, the regional chiefs who were awesome. Like I owe them so much, um, just for helping me out, just being in my corner so much. Um, so I never, I, I never went on thinking, okay, there's a chance that I'm not going to fly just because I knew, like I knew myself, like I knew that I was going to hold myself to a high standard. Um, you know, I, I wasn't going to embarrass myself or embarrass, you know, the company that I represent or, you know, work for. So I never had that fear at all. And again, it just, it, it was only going to happen if it was, if I could make it happen with the airlines, that was my priority. And I, that's again, like I look back and I'm like, I can't believe it happened. I can't believe it worked out. Um, you know, again, it maybe just was meant to be, but, 
flying has always been my, my priority. It's my career. It's what I want to do until the day I have to retire. Um, so I was never going to sacrifice or risk anything like that. And again, I just, I trusted myself. I knew how I would handle things and, um, yeah, it all, it all worked out. So hypothetically, if it came down to it, you're going to film the bachelor tomorrow. Delta says, no, we can't have you do this. It's either Delta or the bachelor. You would choose Delta or you would choose flying. I should say. hundred percent. Really? hundred percent. This is, this is like a, a quick snapshot. You know, this is all, I have crazy, amazing memories from it, but this is such a short part of my life. Like the, I mean, you know, it. the amount of time, money that you sacrifice to get into flying and give yourself an opportunity to go fly for maybe a dream company one day. Like that's, that's just, that's the, at least for me, that's the priority. And I get it. I know there's a lot of people that come on the show and they, they leave their career. They leave it. They they're like, they're not going back. And I, I personally, I could never do that. Um, again, I think it's just because I love it too much. But yeah, if if it was an ultimatum, where it's like, no, you have to do this or this, it's flying 100 percent of the time, every time. That's crazy. That's I mean, that's cool to hear. You are right though. You put so much time, effort, money, everything into this and this career. 65. You know, you have a limited time. How long you can fly the airline? So, uh, yeah, that's cool though. Yeah, I I would have kind of well, expected yeah. you to say you would have gone to the bachelor and been like, peace, I'm out. You know, I'm going to go fly nah, on the back yeah. of a private jet. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, I, yeah, I, and people still think, you know, they still think that, and, and it sucks because, you know, people that aren't in the industry, like they see me not flying now. I'm like, oh, he just left. He left. He's, you know, he's, he gave up his career. And I'm like, guys, you have no idea how much I am chomping at the bit to get back in the airlines. Like, I, I want it so bad. And they just, you know, they don't understand what unassigned is or whatnot. But, a lot of people thought that I was going to yeah, leave my job or whatnot. I'm like, no way in hell, man. That would never, ever, ever happen. So uh, again, just lucky that it worked out. Speaking about not leaving your job, how did your life and kind of uh, professional flying life change from before filming The Bachelorette to filming or even before like each of them? So you, you flew the first two weeks of that month and you went to go film the show. Then you come back and fly again or even after the show's airing. Like how did that change? You're probably getting noticed. Uh, uh, are your passengers kind of seeing you? Are you able to like walk from Chick-fil-A to the gate without people kind of hounding you? Like, how did that all work? You know, it, it was, I guess it was, it, it was, it was definitely uh, very interesting. Um, you know, from the bachelorette, you know, that kind of started blowing up and everything. And um, again, I went right back to flying uh, right after that season. So well, I guess, yeah, while it was airing, um, let me see where that was. We filmed that in March to May. And then, yeah, it's airing essentially May through the summer. And so I was flying. Yeah, I was doing a full schedule. And, you know, you started to see, you know, people kind of recognize you or whatnot and come up to you and, and, and you know, want to chat about it, which was, it was weird. You know, like, there's no way to, you kind of, no one knows you and then now people know you. And it's just kind of weird to kind of get used to it first. Um, like I'm naturally, to believe, believe it or not, I'm, people don't believe me, but truly at my core, I'm like more of a shy person. Um, and so having this like more of attention, I was like, Oh, okay. I was going to take to get used to. Um, but then I did, you know, just like anything, you get used to it. And then, and then, yeah. And then the bachelor started filming pretty soon after that. So it was just like a couple months in that kind of come up there with, uh, you know, the show, the episode starting to air. Then I left again for September, that September, mid September went through mid November. And then went back to flying immediately. Um, and then there was a little bit more attention and whatnot. And, but it, it was all good. It was really cool. I like appreciated. It. it was a lot of love. You know, it was cool seeing passengers, you know, come up and want to take a quick picture or something. And, um, you know, just put a smile on their face. It was cool. It put a smile on my face and, um, you know, a lot of fun things. I had, 
you know, flight attendants, they, you know, they'd, they'd, as we're, if they were at the airplane before us, like a couple of times, they'd like have some fun with it and have like rose petals, like as we were, as the pilots were boarding, you know, do our pre-flight stuff and rose petals up to the cockpit and, you know, kind of decoration there, just having fun with it. Um, you know, people, yeah, they, they enjoyed it. They had a good time. I had a good time with it. And, um, I, I always appreciate the love you get from, you know, people. So it's cool. You know, you can't afford to have any bad landings anymore, right? If you have a I bad know. landing, everyone's <laughs> going to think you're a terrible pilot. <laughs> getting, getting blasted on Twitter or something. So <laughs> yeah, you cannot no ever have a bad right? landing ever again. <laughs> oh boy. A seven, three is not the easiest to grease on either. So that sucks, but, man. Good luck with that. <laughs> that's true though you have a good point yeah did you ever have any delays at all like did you have people like i don't know like how big the fame was in aviation or like at an airport but like you're like look we got to push we got to go like i'll take a picture later was there any kind of weird instances like that so i made a mistake once of you know this is all new to me i'm having fun with it you know on instagram you get this crazy platform and it's like wow like, this is this is insane um and especially in the beginning when you're just not used to it and <laughs> but i made a mistake i thought it'd be fun i was like oh like you know wonder if i uh i was doing a route from from um atlanta to sacramento and was getting ready in the hotel as one of my favorite you know um, hotels there the the marquee i think it is the marriott there in atlanta it's a great hotel and um getting ready got my uniform on and i do a quick like instagram story and i'm like hey guys uh you know just getting ready gonna go down to the van um you know operating you know uh flight i've got the flight number and uh you know from atlanta to sacramento maybe i'll see some of you guys on board come up and say hi like i just was being like kind of friendly and just didn't think anything of it and man not necessarily in atlanta but we got to sacramento <laughs> i was just like i was flabbergasted i was like what there was so many people that had come to the airport and we're waiting outside of security as we were like all, you know, deep, we'd be playing, we're walking out to, to the crew van. And I was just like, I wasn't expecting it at all. And, you know, they were waving me down. And so I went and took pictures with them and, and talked with them for a bit. And, um, like my whole crew, I was like, guys, I'll catch up with you guys. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And luckily the van was actually late. So, you know, there was no delay or anything. Uh, but that was just a funny memory. I'm like, I am, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> like that's lesson learned. That's so. hilarious. You ever think of like, just like, how the heck did this all happen? Like, what am I doing with my life? Like how, like, I'm just a pilot, you know, it's like, how did I get to Sacramento with people waiting and waiting and waiting to take a picture with me and causing delays with the crew van or whatever? Did you ever, do you ever just think about like, what the hell, <laughs> like, how did this happen? Dude? Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's truly crazy. Um, I, yeah, it, very, I don't know. I, I definitely have a ton of gratitude, like just in my heart for like everything I've been able to experience. Um, you know, it's, I obviously it's a very unique situation that I've gone through. Um, and I've been so lucky to be able to incorporate to in all that, you know, flying and my passion a lot, actually, which is just super, super cool. You know, th these are memories that I'll have for my entire life. I'll be able to tell my kids, my grandkids, like that's, that's cool, you know, looking, thinking about that in the future. And, um, I don't know. I just, I think I've always been, kind of that type of person where like I just want to live life to the fullest and I don't really want to say no to a lot of things and I want to make incredible memories that I'll remember for the rest of my life. And that's just literally whether it's a show, whether whatever it may be, that's just how I've always lived my life. And you know, I'm definitely kind of a just yeah, adventurous soul. And uh it yeah, it's something that I don't regret at all. And but definitely yeah, I think all the time like, holy shit, like how how did this, how did this happen? Who would have thought, who would have thought you never, never, never know how things are going to play out. 
has anything changed um, with your peers? You know, it's majority of white old guys who don't understand uh, TV, social media, anything like that. Has there been any uh, negative feedback? Has there been uh, with like uh, fellow pilots, uh, Instagram pilots, or just like the whole community in general? Has there been any kind of negative feedback that you've received? Has it all been positive? Maybe they just don't understand at all. Well, what's kind of been like the relationship with that, especially up in the cockpit? Are they kind of like, oh, it's pilot Pete the Bachelor, like, or they're like, oh, this dude can actually fly? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I would say honestly, the majority of the, of the of the captains I've flown with have no idea what the show is or anything like that. It's like maybe the flight attendants that are because I, I I'll never say anything like that's just not me. I'll, I'll never like bring it up. I'll never want it to like that. Again, very shy kind of in that regard. If you want to talk about it, sure, I'll talk, I'll chat, but I'm not going to bring it up. And you know, it's a lot. A lot of times it's funny because like the flight attendants will be like asking me something or like you know, really friendly about something. I just, I noticed it. I see it happening. And these captains are just like, what? Like, what the hell is going on? Like, why, why are they asking you that or this or whatnot? Or why do they want a picture? I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then they'll like, maybe the flight attendants will say something. And, um, and then I'll, they'll, they literally, most of them have no idea about it. And then I'll explain it. You know, some may give me shit. Some may think, oh, damn, that's super cool, man. Like, it's badass you did that. Um, but, you know, you definitely, kind of getting thrust into that like position, like you definitely, it's not all positive. Like there's definitely negative um, feedback and negative remarks and you know, that's okay. It's as long as I'm, you know, confident in the decisions that I've made and the way I've handled myself and represented myself, like it's something I wanted to do and, you know, I did it the right way and um, you know, no one can take that away from me. Um, so you just gotta, any, any, if there's ever been any negative feedback or reaction, you just, you know, be as polite and nice to them as possible. And, um, just kind of let the conversation die and it's, it is, it is what it is. I don't let, I don't let that stuff affect me. That's gotta be a learned trait though, right? Like I'm sure, you know, going from, I mean, I don't want to say nobody, but like to where you are now, you weren't in the same position that had to have been something you had to learn on the way. That can't be something that you just like brush it off. Right. Like I'm sure there had to be some instances oh. where you're like, what the hell dude? Like I'm just a pilot, like just trying to make my own way. Totally, totally, totally. Uh, definitely. And that's one thing that I'm super grateful about this experience is like, there's like, you, you get tough skin for sure. Like it's, again, it's great when, you know, you get all the love and everything and, you know, people are super excited and you talk about whatever, but for sure when like, like I'm a very non-confrontational person, it's just not, that's not my personality. And to like go through those kind of periods is definitely a, a learning trait. You, you hit it spot on. Um, but definitely have kind of gained thicker skin from that and I'm able to handle those situations better now. And, um, you know, it's, again, people are going to have their opinions. Um, that's what makes, you know, people, people and people great. You know, you don't want everyone to disagree with everything and uh, be the same thing. So, um, but yeah, in the beginning, like, listen, I truly like flying is, is everything for me. It's my priority. And again, a lot of people maybe don't, they don't believe me, I guess, when they think that, um, if there have been people that have, you know, kind of had the negative stuff, like they think that, oh, this is, this comes second to me and everything else, you know, the, the show and all that will come to the experience. It's that couldn't be farther from the truth. I just was lucky that it, it, it worked out. Going through this, do you think any of the girls or even when you were on the bachelorette really truly understands or understood what it meant to be like a pilot's wife with you gone all the time? Like aviation is so cool that when people hear pilot, they're like, oh, that's awesome. They're naturally drawn to pilot, not necessarily pilots. It's like kind of a douchey thing to say, but people think aviation's cool. People are kind of like, there's, uh, there's just, a, a magic about it. Yeah, there is a magic about it. Do you think that if you were to find someone on that show, they would have truly understood what the rest of their life would have looked like with you being gone, missing holidays, missing birthdays, 
and kind of not just understand that this is a cool job. Yeah. I mean, that's, I was always very, you know, about being very upfront, you know, with whoever it was, whatever relationship that I was in, you know, throughout that experience. And, you know, obviously there's a ton of, you know, 2% of what's filmed actually makes it on a TV. So there's a ton of conversations that don't make it on, but, um, you know, with anyone that I was getting like serious with, for sure, that talk, that talk would come up. And, but the way that I'd always kind of, uh, approach that conversation was really honestly from, you know, obviously being very honest and letting them know kind of what they were possibly going to get into, but a very positive tone that, and this is truly like my opinion about, you know, aviation, being a pilot and whatnot in a relationship, just because I've seen it. I've, I've grown up, you know, with my dad being a, a pilot. My mom, I, I don't have memories, you know, I'm so young when my mom was still a flight attendant, but um, I've seen how that, you know, not having you know, going away on trips, not being home all the time. Sure. Possibly missing birthdays, holidays. Like I've grown up with that. And I honestly, my honest opinion is that this kind of career is one of the healthiest things in the world for a lasting relationship. And I say that because as long as you have two qualities in, in the two people, and this is what I would tell the girls is if you have, you know, trust, right? That's the biggest pillar of a relationship. If you have trust, and you have two people that are not completely dependent on each other. You have a level, a certain level of independence. You have those two things. This career, in my opinion, is the healthiest thing for a relationship because we as human beings are not meant, are not designed to be around each other 24-7. No matter how in love you may be with someone, human nature is you're going to get on each other's nerves. There's going to be something that is going to annoy you or whatnot. And you're just going to need some alone time or some time to just be on your own vent, be with friends or whatnot. So you have, and again, I, I've seen it. I've now lived it. I've been in, you know, some serious relationships while flying and it's, and I, I still stick to it that, man, you go on a trip and, you know, you go on a three or four day trip. You guys, you know, obviously talking on the phone, texting, you know, as much as you can when you have the time, but you get back from that, that, you know, on that fourth day or whatever, that last day of the trip, you were so excited to just see that person to, to give them a hug and a kiss and spend however much time you're going to be home with them. And, you just make the most of the, the days off that you do, you have with them. That's a great thing about our job is you don't really bring your job home with you unless you're doing training, your current training or whatnot. You don't bring it home. So you can focus all your time on that person or whatever it may be. Um, it just keeps it so fresh. And I've seen it with my parents' marriage too. It keeps it so fresh all these years later. So that's how I would approach that conversation. And, you know, you know, I think the girls appreciated it and whatnot, but truly that's how I feel. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good to stand by. And it's definitely good to be up front because, yeah, a lot of people run into that issue. There's a huge divorce rate in aviation, and it's something that needs to be talked about early on because that, you got to set reality and uh, real, realistic expectations of what it is going to be like for the foreseeable future. Um, and and there, there, there is, and, and that's sad. I hate that that's kind of like part of our industry. But like I said, I think get starting like for new pilots or people that are starting a relationship, again, focus on if you have those two things, trust and a certain level of independence. I don't think it can tear you apart. I really don't. I have one more question about kind of like the bachelorette, that, that certain experience when you showed up in your uniform, were you expecting there to be another pilot? Did you know there's <laughs> be another pilot? <laughs> and also <No. laughs> when he saw, I mean this, I don't, I don't watch this show too much, but I did watch your season obviously cause you're a pilot and I wanted to, to show my respect, you know, pilots got to stick with pilots, but I think he had an immediate doubt or her like, damn it. I should have worn my uniform. Like why did I wear my uniform? <laughs> But yeah, did you, did you know there's another pilot and uh, could you tell that you had a beat when you had the uniform on right away? <laughs> I mean, no, I had no idea. Um, there was another pilot. I had, 
Yeah, because you're so you're sequestered for like the before you show up that first that first night, you don't you don't know any of the guys. Um, you're literally in a hotel room in your own room for like four or five days, and you're having producers come in to talk and whatnot and get to know you and talk about like what you're gonna do the first night and whatnot. Like it wasn't even my idea; it was actually their idea to to wear the uniform. I wasn't gonna do that. I was going to uh, I was always gonna give Hannah my wings. Um, which is what I did, but it was never going to be in my uniform. It was going to be a normal suit. And then they talked me into it. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, and, um, I remember we did like, we got to do a fun promo shoot actually out of Camarillo. Um, one of those days I was like lucky that I got to leave the hotel because everyone else had to stay. We got to go do a fun flight and, and stuff around, uh, the, you know, the FBO never told me anything about another pilot. I thought I was the only one. And then, yeah, we show up and I guess I didn't know he was a pilot because he just had a normal suit on. Um, he, he, I think he, was it, what's his name? Do you remember his was, name? Was it Chase? Chasen? I think it was Chasen. Yes. One of, yeah. yeah. One of those. Yes. And, um, yeah. And, and then he asked us, I'm going to fly. And then I found out he was, a, I think he was a Sky West pilot too. And, uh, yeah, it was <laughs> just like kind of funny. Like I had no, no idea that, uh, I think he brought like a paper airplane or something. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I definitely had a, just a little like, okay, more pep in my step. I'm like, all right, I got yeah. the uniform on now and. <laughs> Try to make it make this shine, you know. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. There's an instant look of regret in his face when I remember, just like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I can't take credit for it yeah. though. It wasn't even my my call. That's funny. Oh, I did have another question. I remember this. They're talking about this this airline pilot, and then they give you a Falcon to do a walk around. Did the producers did do they under they don't understand right? They don't understand. They just think plane you can fly. They're like, oh, Peter can fly the Falcon. Peter can fly the Sirius. Peter can fly this. Like, what was that whole process of understanding? Like, look. I'm not typed in this plane. Like, if you want me to fly it, I got to fly it for like five hours. I got to feel comfortable. Like, did they have any idea of this whole world when you were, uh, when you're going through it? They, they, they learned, they quickly learned, you know, obviously I spent a lot of time with them throughout the years there and they quickly learned exactly what it was. I don't think from just like a, yeah, like consistency standpoint, they understood that, Oh, well, this is not going to make sense. He doesn't, anyone that knows him knows he can't fly a Falcon, like not type in that. Um, they just, they thought it'd be cool to have a jet there. So that's, I remember thinking the same thing. I'm like, guys, this is not technically very accurate. Um, but then, you know, throughout those months and years there, uh, we obviously had a lot of flying scenes and like with the Sirius, I got to, I'd never flown a Sirius before. Um, we got to fly that in Cleveland on a fun date. And so they obviously, you know, they got me to class and I went the day before and went up with an instructor and got comfortable in it, took the course. Um, they, they actually almost wanted me to get my seaplane rating. I guess they, it never happened, but on the show, they wanted to do some type of seaplane date. So that was in pre-production talks, but you know, that didn't end up happening. Um, thought about possibly if it was going to work out with, you know, the airlines flying, the girls actually, you know, surprising them. Like when we were going from LA to Cleveland, if it was on a seven, three, like surprising them being the pilot, like, um, coming, like coming out, like in the, you know, beginning of the flight or whatnot and doing a thing there but that didn't end up happening so yeah they ended up learning a lot about aviation probably more than they ever cared to know about but uh yeah that's really funny um when you were going on all these trips like say i don't remember where you guys went but like going internationally or just different cities are they like all right pete you can book your standby ticket we're gonna have everyone else on this first class seat or are they like all right we'll pay for your tickets <laughs> i so funny story with that i remember i um so you get like you get spoiled when you're like on the bachelor side, you get, it's awesome. You get first class, you get to keep all the points. It didn't really get to enjoy it though. I only had two flights really where you got to enjoy the first class where it was actually like a true first class, you know, with the live flats. Uh, one was we got to take, uh, 
seven six or three thirty on Delta from uh, from Peru to Atlanta. So that was like the first, finally, like a nice first class experience. And then um, going, you know, to Australia, we took Juanes on the seven eight, and that was a beautiful experience too. Um, so that you're all taken care of. You know, you're spoiled like crazy, which is awesome. Um, on the bachelorette side, though, you're all you're in the back. You know, you're you're in coach and whatnot. And um, <laughs> I remember we were, the first flight we were doing from when we went international. We went from uh, JFK to uh, um, to Scotland, or where um, we go? Oh, like two years ago. We're all blending <laughs> together. Anyways, um, I it was like a seven five, and I could have I I could have listed there was open seats on, in in first class, and I remember I was sitting next to my friend Connor on the show, and he was like six seven like super tall and i think he was actually he was like a little sick then too like like fighting the cold and i remember just like there's no way in hell like i could feel good about myself like leaving him back here like oh he's he's all crunched up like he was so tall like in the in the way way back i can't go up there and list myself for first class and go sit up there and know these guys are back here like i'm gonna feel like such an asshole uh so i didn't do that but that was my one opportunity i could have That'd be so funny. That's all right, Pete. Well, uh, we're not going to pay for your ticket. You got standby perks. So uh, good luck. Uh, there's an RJ yeah, yeah. taking me. <laughs> I don't know if they want We can to save that. some money. Yeah. See you in three days. <laughs> That's really funny. So you got, um, you got a little bit of news. You are changing airlines, right? I am. I am. Yeah. This is, uh, yeah, definitely. Probably will be a shock to a lot of people. Um, but this is, you know, if you know me, you know exactly why I'm doing it. And, you know, I have all, all the respect in the world for Delta Airlines. They, I will forever be so, so thankful for the opportunity they gave me to fly for them. Such a first class, you know, organization truly mean that. Um, but, you know, it's not United is just since I was, since I was like four years old, man, I, I've had this dream of just putting on United Airlines uniform and, um, you know, joining, my family, my dad, you know, I'm, I'm going to have the opportunity now to fly for the same airline that my dad flies for before he retires. I'm still holding on possibly to the dream of flying with him before he retires. You know, it may be a long shot, but you never know what can happen. And, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going over to, uh, I have a May 25th class date with United. And honestly, I just, I, I couldn't be happier. Like it's literally like my, my dream, I, I, the way I look at it is like my dream, honestly, has finally come true. And I am just, I'm so, so, so excited it's it's pretty incredible so just to clarify like delta wasn't like all right we're tired of you you did something wrong like you need to move on this was just uh a decision you needed to make just to fulfill kind of your career goals yeah no this is you know i have a great great relationship with delta again um you know i had a chat the other day actually with um you know one of the regional chiefs i was talking about earlier just because the people there are so amazing i have had some really great relationships and just wanted to talk with them and let them know before kind of announce i announce it but um, yeah, this is just me chasing that dream that I've literally had since I was four years old and I have the opportunity to make it a reality. And there's really just no way I could ever say no to it. Like, obviously, yeah, giving up some seniority or whatnot is a thing. But for me, this job is so much more than just, you know, uh, a pay scale or, or whatever year I'm on. Like, this is, this is my passion. I, I want to, I, I want to hopefully, you know, spend the next 30, 35, 36 years there living it out. So if you were never the bachelor, none of this ever happened, you're at Delta, you still would have done everything in your power to move over to United. Like this was always going to be what you're trying to go for. Yeah, man. I, you know, it's, it was always growing up going to the airlines. It was just, that was my goal. That's where I wanted to get to, wanted to get to. And honestly, for a while, it didn't seem like it was going to happen, you know, for whatever reason, it just, 
I was like, maybe it's just not on the cards. Like I'm going here on, on, on year four at Delta, like it's starting to, you know, build up some years here and maybe it's just not going to happen. And, you know, one day I got that, got that email and I was like, Oh my God, it's possibly happening. And then, well then though, it, then, then COVID hits and then, you know, <laughs> like I, it's I really had, not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Literally, literally I waited all this time, you know, and everything. And, um, again, I know a lot of people have waited even longer, so I can't really complain at all, but, um, you know, finally got the call, got the job offer, supposed to go last year and boom, the class gets canceled, obviously with COVID. And I, I mean, I know a lot of people have struggled with that, but, um, but still, I just knew, okay, if, if they're going to, if they're going to keep that offer valid and it's not going to expire whenever the time comes, I'm going to do it. And uh, yeah, the time's finally coming. So you're all right with giving up that, that profit sharing check, you know, that's like Delta profit sharing is uh, pretty know, game changing. That, that that was uh, that's that's incredible. Yeah, it's, that's always a fun time there on Valentine's Day. Um, but again, like what I just tell people, for me, it's not about the money. It's it's about just fulfilling this dream that is going to make me, I just know, feel so complete in a way that I've never truly truly felt yet. Yeah, that's cool. So uh, main goal: fly with the dad, fly with your dad, right? But that is man, my my ultimate dream is to, if it can happen, is the is to be his fo on his final retirement flight. You know, have uh, you know, my brother, that'd be awesome to have him there as well, you know, sitting in the jump seat or, you know, working it too. And, um, you know, mom on board too. And that's just, that's what I envision, you know, going under the cannon salute with the firefight. That just, would, that gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. What does your dad fly? He's on the seven, eight. Oh, so good, it's, good luck. <laughs> I, I know. But hey, crazier things have happened, man. I look at my last two years of my life. I'm like, oh, that can happen. Eight, it's possible. Yeah, that's a good so, point. That is a very, very good point. Uh, yeah, that would be really cool to happen. Uh, as I was saying before, my dad flies for American. That's always kind of been a goal, uh, flying the corporate. I don't think that'll be happening for me anytime soon, but I hope it happens for you. Um, how much longer does your dad have? Just a year. <laughs> so again, it's, it's a little tight. Uh, you know, you never know though. You never know. They push back the age requirement to 67. Who knows? I, I definitely see, you know, which is going to be great. Another pilot shortage truly coming, uh, very soon, honestly. Very like there was a little break here, obviously, with, with the pandemic, but I I see it coming, and hopefully I'm right. You know, for all those pilots, but you never know. You never know. But at least the dream is still alive. So that's that's what I'm going with. It's awesome, man. I'm excited for you. That's a uh, it's hard walking away for Delta. That's a lot of people's dreams. So I mean, this just might be this has to be kind of your goal and your dream. So I'm supportive of it, and not that you care, but like it's oh, man, uh, no, it's I, exciting. I, yeah, no, it's super exciting. And again, nothing but great memories, things to say about Delta and. Um, you know, who knows, maybe, maybe someone has that, that passion, that fire the same way for Delta that I have, you know, for United and I can, you know, it opens up a spot for them to take, take there. So what's, uh, what's next for you on kind of social media space? Uh, I don't know, like APC bachelor, like, are you, com- are you completely done with that whole side? Is there like, was there bachelor in paradise? Is there like other things that you foresee yourself going on? Or are you just like ready to go full flown into aviation and do your own thing? Yeah, I mean, I think honestly, I, I think that that chapter of my life is, has come to an end. Um, I, like I said, I'm, I'm you know, May 25th. I got my class date. Now I get to just fully focus on this again, and um, you know, dive headfirst into that. Um, you know, specifically, yeah, with the show, I, I, I don't really, I don't think that there's anything left really for the for the show aspect. Like, I, I think that you know. I'm not necessarily focused, like the whole relationship thing right now has been such a big focus on my life, like the last two years. Now it's more, I'm just focusing on myself and focusing on, like I said, making my dreams realities and um, doing that. I'm excited. Um, a lot of, a lot of optimism for the future here. You know, I'm still hopeful that I'll meet, you know, my special someone here, hopefully soon. And, 
but I'm no rush. And, um, I don't think I need to show for it, but, um, yeah. And, you know, with, you know, social media, it's, it's super cool and, you know, very blessed to have such a, a great platform. Um, it's, it's been awesome and you can do a lot of good with it too. And I hope to do that. And, um, you know, I have, I do, I have a children's book coming out, uh, in, in July, uh, that I've you know, just finished up the, uh, the spread. It's already been written. Um, and that's kind of just another book. It's essentially my story. So if you listen to this, yeah, I guess you don't need to read the book, but, uh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. It's, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a fun children's book, kind of just really inspiring children to, ch- to chase their dreams and never, never give up until you find them and achieve them. And so that's, that's something that's keeping me busy, busy right now. I started up another podcast with, uh, with my buddy. Yeah. Dustin, um, my roommate, that lives in the city and, uh, she's kind of about our, our experiences here at living in New York and, you know, trying to live it up and yeah, definitely a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on. But again, the biggest thing, I'm super excited to to get back to flying, everyone to get back to flying for our industry to make a, just a full recovery here. And, you know, I know, I know it's going to be fast. We, you know, people want to travel. They want to get out. They, they've been cooped up and we, everyone wants to get out. So, uh, I think the future is very, very bright for industry, for all the pilots out there. And I'm so happy to be a part of it. Yeah, man. yeah I can say on the private side, it's been, we are like beyond slammed. So I, I hopefully it continues to, to go to the commercial side too, as more people get vaccinated and, uh, yeah, looking forward to coming back full, full strength. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. Hopefully it's not too far off. Yeah. Well, last question I have for kind of like the whole story thing. And then I got a couple, uh, just random questions in a rapid fire section. It won't take too long, but okay. everything that's happened. Do you have any regrets? Do you wish anything would have gone differently? Do you wish you wouldn't have done it? Do you wish uh, just anything about that's gone on in the last couple of years? Is there any regrets? Is there anything that you just kind of look back on and you're like, what the hell? Why did I, or anything like that? Or are you just happy this is your story and you're living it and you're kind of just like going with the flow? Truly, man, I've been asked this a lot. 100% from my heart, zero regrets. I would do, I wouldn't change anything that happened. Um, if, if the opportunity, if I, you know, you go back and do it again, you know, I would do it again. I had the time of my life doing it truly time of my life. I learned so damn much just about myself, about life, about relationships. Um, truly just so much, like so much growth for me has occurred in these last two years that I don't think would have occurred without this experience. Um, you know, it's, it's my story and it's for sure not perfect. And I'm so okay with that because perfect's boring. And, um, you know, it's, you, you build a lot more character from, from the imperfections and, and the trials and all that. And, um, I really, yeah, I, I, and I'm, and I'm so thankful that I can say that, that like, I'm not, and it's not just me saying it, like, I truly, truly mean it that I, I don't regret anything and I don't take anything back. And, um, I'm a lucky guy. That's good, man. Yeah. That's awesome. It's a good outlook to have on that. All right. So I put out a little uh, questionnaire for people and some of these questions I am not going to ask, but <laughs> um, first one, what do you say? I said, thanks for sparing me. Yeah, man, I got you. I'm not gonna put you on blast. Don't worry. Uh, someone said, why'd you choose to get your seaplane rating at Kenmore Air? So cool story. I'm a, I'm a huge Seattle fan, huge Seattle Seahawks fan. That's um, unfortunate, so man. What's that? I said, that's unfortunate. Who's your team? I'm from Charlotte, so I'm a Panther fan. So there's there's like a little rivalry there a couple of years back, but we, we don't we really... play all the time. I know all the time, that. yeah, almost every year. And yeah, yeah, it was when Cam was at his finest. You know, it was a little chippy between Russell and Cam and the, and the team. So yeah. I don't love Those Seattle's, but I'll, I won't hold that against you for too long. <laughs> Those are some good games. Let me forget that Cam Chancellor pick six in the playoffs with Cam. Freaking. Anyways, yeah, move on. But 
um, with, uh, with Seattle. So just love the area. But my dad actually, he, um, he used to fly for Kenmore. He used to work there at Kenmore. Um, he, um, had, you know, always says like, those are some of his greatest years of flying, flying the beaver out there. And, um, you know, when I was looking for seaplane schools, there was a couple options I was looking at in Florida or Kenmore, um, up in Seattle. And, you know, obviously it was cool. Actually, my, my family got to come up for a couple of days and my dad got to go back to, you know, Kenmore and, um, you know, see the owner who he used to fly with back in the day. And so it was, uh, it was super cool. It was, it was kind of a full circle thing, you know, for my dad to now me, uh, flying up there. Someone asked what pays more being the bachelor or being an airline pilot? <laughs> um, I mean, they had a career that you can make from being an airline pilot, you know, the earnings there. I think, I think definitely trumps, uh, the bachelor. Uh, if every aviation job paid the same, so you could be a seaplane pilot, you could fly an Apache, you could fly whatever it is. If everything paid the same, like top dollar, what would you choose to fly? 747. You'd be a captain on the 747. Like if I, if I could have my, my, just my dream thing and be, you know, living out here in New York, uh, a captain, you know, for United. Flying the 747, uh, New York to Paris, have that be my route. That would be that'd be the dream. What's your favorite GA aircraft? GA, um, I would say probably uh, the Searman. That that or the Icon, um, the A5. Those those those. I've, I mean, I've flown. I have a lot more time in the A5 than the Stearman, But Cliff, they were telling you about. He's got a Stearman, and so um, he's taking me up a couple flights in that. Have some dreams of you know, hopefully maybe one day getting one of my own. Um, but man, the A5, that thing, what that does for your soul is, uh, I don't think very many other airplanes can, can quite do what that does. Like, it's not a fast airplane. It's not, you know, it can carry a lot, but it's, that's not what it's designed for. It's designed for just giving that magic to you. And it does it every single time. And you go to like fun places in Florida, wherever it may be around the world and it, with the water aspect of it, it's, I, I would say the A5. That's cool. We're gonna have to have Icon pay for this, pay for a sponsorship for everything you're talking about them today. <laughs> no free yeah, press, man. Come on. <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. It's awesome. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, that's that one. <laughs> Did you ever feel pressure to be a pilot? Did you ever pressure? Feel, yeah. Um, never, never, never pressured at all. Um, yeah, you know, I was definitely, I was definitely encouraged to actually explore other things. I think that's probably why I kind of maybe thought the law, um, not really lawyer, but I guess the, the, um, sports agent router and possibly a doctor. Um, never, yeah, never pressured. So I lucked out with that. Who can land better? Your brother, you or your dad? Who can land better? <laughs> 100%. I got to take the, take the crowd on that one. Now I actually, man, my, my brother, I mean, my dad's an amazing pilot too, very seasoned, but my brother is a, that guy, he's, he's a badass pilot. Like I, I'm very impressed. He, he kicked my ass, man. When, when, you know, he, he went through ATP and whatnot. And I remember I thought I like, you know, did my training fast. I went just under like a year and a half, got all my stuff. And he did it in like freaking seven months or whatnot. Just, uh, what was it? The gold seal CFI. Is that what it is? I was never CFI, but got all that stuff. And he's just absolutely killing it. Um, really, really good pilot. So I want to say me, but I'm being honest, probably my brother. We should all, all right, so I'll come to Camarillo. We can all do a power off 180 contest and we'll see who the best one is. We'll do Instagram live. We'll make it happen. Hey, and may the best awesome, man win. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> that, you said you're, you said you're in where are you, North Carolina? I live in Chicago right now. So it's not too far. I'll take the private jet out there. You know, I'll fly it out there. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. We'll come up with some, uh, some sweet little purse there or something like that. 
Someone yeah. here, I think you, I've talked to this guy before and I think you flew in their RV maybe. And he says, how much do you miss the RV? Um, oh, I've, yeah, shit. Uh, RV was that, that, so actually the RV, I got to do, um, the RV was one of my favorite events I've flown. Got to do a lot of stuff in that for the promo for the bachelor. Uh, Connor. Yeah. Con, that's Connor's plane. Holy shit. Um, yeah, we, uh, that was hilarious. So kind of fun, funny behind the scenes, like. We took that up and, um, you know, that's his air, or I think it's his grandfather's airplane or whatnot. But, um, I wasn't by myself. He was in the airplane with me, uh, flying and he, uh, um, cause I just, I didn't have that much time in it, but he uh, would always like, he'd be like ducking, like as we're, we're, we were doing all these aerial, like air to air shots with, uh, with a helicopter and like, uh, he was always like ducking and try to not be seen with the camera. But yeah, Connor, what's up, man? They're like, Connor, get out of the picture. We don't want you in it. Just fly. <laughs> <laughs> that's that was, awesome that was funny though. uh let's see all right those are all for that uh the next one i got a quick little rapid fire section question for you it is just going to be aviation themed questions and you say the first answer that comes to your mind and there might be some non-aviation themed questions as well let me pull it okay. up real quick number one you've already answered what your favorite airplane is but what is your favorite non-747 airplane in the whole world you had to choose one what would it be um, like out of any or the icon, you can't say icon either because you already said that. F F twenty two. All right. What about let's see, corporate jet? What's your dream corporate jet if you have one? Other than the latitude, uh, of course. I know everyone loves the latitude. Latitude, latitude is great. Latitude yeah. is great. Um, you know, I would say, I would say honestly, the G the G five fifty. I said the six fifty earlier, but the G five fifty, I think, is the most beautiful, like just aesthetically pleasing. Gulfstream, it's got the long legs. I think the 650 looks a little bit shorter, you know, with the bigger belly. But I think, man, they did that 550 looks so sexy. So I, I would say the G550. Did you see the new Falcon that came out yesterday, though? I didn't. No. Falcon 10X. Oh, she's a I big boy. Yeah, it kind of just looks like a regional jet. So I kind of don't like it, but I do like it because it's a Falcon. But I mean, the cockpit on that thing is sick. You got to check it out. Okay. Yeah. Right. Here is. One of the more controversial questions that I ask, and it's aviation controversial, not like personal life controversial, don't worry. Uh, ugliest airplane you've ever seen. I get a lot of crap, and if you like this plane, then I'm going to delete this podcast and it'll never be seen again. The Piaggio is the ugliest airplane I've ever seen in my life. It could be a cool airplane, but it's hideous and it looks terrible. What is your yeah. ugliest airplane you've ever seen? I can see that at the Piaggio. I would say the A380. I, I, <laughs> I do not understand why they designed it the way they did like at least at least put the cockpit on like the second you know the second level i just i don't know that that forehead and um yeah i just i've never been never been a fan of, of that airplane are you saying that just because you're a 747 homer and that's your favorite plane and you already hate anything that's bigger or is that like true <laughs> criticism <laughs> i mean obviously yeah, you, that's you know that's the argument Who, what's better 74 or the 380 but i mean i i just personally i think nothing compares between those guys but i don't know i just I think I would like it better if it just, it, it was, I don't, it's the forehead to me. That's the only thing. I do not like where they put the cockpit. Um, I wonder like what they could do, yeah, how they could have made it look, you know, on the upper deck. Well, we'll never know because it only lasted what, like eight years, 10 years, never again. We'll yeah. never know. I know. I, do you think it's good looking? No, like, not at all. It's not. You know, people that say that they just love Airbus or whatnot, but come on, no one actually thinks you look at that airplane like that, just that looks that's beautiful. You don't think that the 350 be, is sweet, but the 380 is not great. Yeah. I love, I love the winglets on the 350. I love the nose. Um, but you can be in all the 380. I'm not taking that away from it at all, but it does not look good. No, <laughs> so not at all. It doesn't look like it should fly at all. Not at all. 
There's only two planes in the whole world that make me wish or want to fly for the airlines, and it's a United 787, and it's a Delta A350. Those are only two planes that I see them in San Francisco or Detroit, and I'm just like, dang, that'd be sick to fly that. But yeah, there's only two. Those are beautiful flagship airplanes, both of them. I, I, I agree. I don't know which one I think is nicer. They're, they're both stunning. Well, you're giving up the other option, so now you only got the 7-8. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm going from one to the other. Yeah. So. I, I think I think I saw that United had orders for three fifty at one point, but who knows? If Hopefully, active. after this, I'll put it in. They'll secure the deal yeah. now because you said so, right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, put it out there. <laughs> All right. What is something you wish you knew before you became a pilot? How hard um, it, it how hard it is to maintain a healthy eating habit lifestyle. Yes. That's good. Like, never. Everyone asks like, "What's the one thing you don't like about flying?" And that's it. Is is I am such a fast food connoisseur. I love McDonald's. I love all that stuff. And being, I mean, you, you know what it's like. You're in the terminal and what's what's available is McDonald's. And man, it's it's so difficult to eat healthy on the road. I've done, I've tried it all with the meal preps and you know, bringing your food with the cooler and all that stuff. And it's, yeah, that, that's what I would, that's my answer. And when you're tired, you know, you know, like four or five legs a day, the last thing you want to do is go have a terrible salad that doesn't taste good. You're like, no, give me the comfort food. Give me the Big Mac with the fries or whatever you want, you know? If, if the amount of times, this is embarrassing to say, but the amount of times that I've ordered a full-on Domino's pizza, getting into the hotel at like 11 p.m., still open, I'll order the full pizza with two sides of ranch, two sides of the garlic sauce, and I'll finish the entire thing. And then I hate myself for it. I wake up the next morning and I'm just like floated all the salt. And I'm just like, why the hell did I do that? But yeah, it's the eating, the eating lifestyle is tough. I'm glad I'm not the only one that can order a large pizza and eat the whole thing in one sitting. Cause oh, no that's been me yeah. my whole life. <laughs> all right. Who is one person in the industry you'd like to meet most? Uh, it could be someone that is maybe very inspiring to you in, in past, like Charles Lindbergh, Bob Hoover, or it could be someone maybe on Instagram, a pile that you admire. Who is just one person you'd want to meet most? Honestly, I would say Sully. I think I just I'd love to just pick his brain. Um, you know, obviously the guy is just a, a hero, and you know, it's that. I, I honestly I think about it all the time now living in New York and it's in like every time we take a lot of walks out there and I just like imagine seeing that airplane just like touch down there and um you know I was a big fan of the movie uh with Tom Hanks there and yeah I would say Sully. I met Sully one time. Uh I played football at Ohio State, we're at the Rose Bowl, and Sully was giving a uh a, he was like the the guest of honor and he was giving us a talk. And it wasn't my favorite talk I've ever heard in my life. So I don't have the best oh, opinions really? of Sully. I don't know, it was just like a bad day or whatever it was, but one of my friends who's actually the LA Rams long snapper, he's been there for like 10 years now. It's crazy. Wow. But he, um, he's like, I'm an aerospace engineer. I really want to get in aviation. And he just like brushed him off and walked away. I was like, dang, Sully, oh. what's up, man? Dude. All right, well, then yeah. another answer. I mean, I still want to meet him, but I would, anyone like in history, I would, I would, <laughs> no, I actually, I would probably yes, take um, Neil Armstrong. There you go. That's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. He was always a hero of mine growing up too. I'd give I'd give Sully a second chance. I'm not saying I hate Sully and I'm anti-Sully. The dude did a great thing laying on the water. I'd give him a second chance. Uh, I accept the first answer too, but Neil Armstrong would be sick. Either either of those guys. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What's your favorite thing about aviation? Overall, just one thing. What's your favorite thing about it? The adventure. Hardest approach you've ever flown? Hmm. Taking a, um, so we were flying into Monterey, Mexico, and uh, there's a circle uh, or a DME arc uh, approach into uh, into Monterey. And it's, it's, this is, I'm still in FO at this point. 
Um, and so we're coming in, you know, it's dark, it's, uh, it's bad weather there. It's windy as hell and gusty. And so we're coming in, shooting the approach. Um, and as we get on final, uh, the winds shift and so they, 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 they take us off and they get us set up for the other runway, the opposite runway. So we get set up there. And as we're coming in now, um, you know, we got, it's my leg, we're flying, um, we're, you know, coming down and now the winds are starting to shift again. And we're getting like a pretty strong tailwind. We had like a 10 knot limitation there. Um, and it is like 20 knots still at this point. They just shifted us to this runway and I'm like, we're not going to make this like, but we continued, we continued. And then finally, like we went around, we pulled for go around, um, went around. They wanted to bring us back again to try that same approach. I'm like, no, that's not going to work guys. Like we need to go back to the original runway that we were going to, um, that we were shooting for. And so they let us do that. We were coming in. Now it was like an offset VOR, uh, approach to that runway. And so I'm coming in. This is our last shot to uh, make it else. We we're going to have to go to Houston because we're running low on fuel. And, um, we're coming in we're flying it. I'm hand flying it out at this point. We just, just break out and it's pouring like crazy out. And the runway, there's no center line lights or anything. It's just like a black hole surrounded by like perimeter lights and offset. I see like, I don't know, was a Valeris or something, a 320. Like as we break out, we see the, the Valeris in front of us. I'm like, wow. Okay. And then you got to bang to the left and, um, and straighten out there at the last second, land the airplane. It was, you know, I use that radar altimeter. I've, I've never used the radar altimeter. <laughs> it was, it's never been so necessary until that flight because you can't see anything. You just, you know where you're trying to place it, but you can't, there, it's pitch black. There's no center on it. And, uh, we touched down actually we greased it on. I couldn't believe it. Um, but then there's the wind gusts were incredible. And so you're just, you know, you're manhandling the airplane and getting it slowed up and, uh, and we land. And then uh, that immediately you just, I've never heard uh, a roar of applause. Uh, that loud, like you could hear it immediately. And it was like, it was cool. Like your adrenaline was like, uh, I was, you know, it was cool with my leg. I felt really good. And that's like one of the, it's one of those things that like, you're like, man, I love what I do. That was so much fun. Like I'm on such a high right now. So I'd say that. And then you got to go back up and do it again. Go back. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good time. We had a good layover though. What is your favorite approach ever flown? Um, my favorite approach. Honestly, I would just say flying. What, what's the uh, the arrival up there into Seattle when you're when you're landing south in a SeaTac, um, just coming in over Puget Sound and just it, it, it being in awe with the Olympics there, and um, then you know banking right there, looking at the city, going to fly over the Hawk Stadium, and then lining up on the ILS. I would say, yeah, just that whole approach is is stunning. Seattle SeaTac is probably the most anti corporate aviation airport in the whole world, so they like refuse to have us there. But Boeing Field, we go there all the time, which is really close. But it's, that's where I would go when I was flying for yeah, Boeing Field. It's like the same approach though, because the airports are so close to each other. But yeah, oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Fly right over. it's yeah. insane. Yeah, yep. But yeah, SeaTac hates us. All right, let's see. Favorite airport to land at, and one airport, what would it be? In San Diego. What's your least favorite airport you ever landed at? Least favorite. Actually, I would say San San Diego or Burbank. I love that short runway. That's 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 one. Um, Least favorite. Honestly, I, I think I just, I did it so much. And I just, it wasn't like, it was just farmland. Um, Sacramento. All right. I, I just like, that. whenever I fly there, I was like, oh, I don't really live Sacramento. But <laughs> it was one of those. Yeah, and other we than, did it all the time for something. So, other than my best friend living there, there's really no other reason to be in Sacramento, you know? 
the Kings are yeah. all right. They're not the best. It's like, what's, what's there to do? <laughs> Going to get on blast by Sacramento. I'll be banned there now, but it's all good. Thank uh, you. Man, I love you guys. <laughs> yeah. Right. Would you rather land or would you rather fly IFR or VFR? Um, VFR. Yeah. We, one of my favorite departures actually is that of San Fran, uh, the, the Bay tour of the visual. Or, or yeah, the bait tour on the departure, and uh, you never know if you're going to get it, and then you get handed off the departure, and they level you off at three thousand, just maintain over the water, and then depart the Golden Gate, whatever heading it is. Um, that's probably one of my favorite departures. I, I would request that every flight going, you know, LA or San Fran down to LA. Yeah, that's a cool one. That's like uh, for me, that's a really cool one. Uh, Jackson Hole is my favorite. Coming into landing, you oh. see the Tetons off the right. Whenever you're flying, you want to be the pilot monitoring, so you can kind of look out the window more than the guy that's flying. You're like, that's true, yeah. Sick. yeah. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. I think I know the answer to this question, but let's take out uh, 747 and 380 are out of the equation. Airbus or Boeing? Boeing. Favorite airport food. So let's say you got a very quick, you already said McDonald's, so you can, that can be all right if that's your answer, but uh, you got like 20 minutes on a turn, quick turn, you got to get food. What is it? Um, I'll give you a different answer. Honestly, not, not proud, but McDonald's is probably out there. Um, but definitely love a Chick-fil-A except it feel like in, especially in Atlanta, I'm always there on a Sunday and never open. Um, so Chick-fil-A, but then also like, I love like, you know, the rest of like San Fran, I think is, has a lot of those good sushi boxes. Like I love getting like a nice little sushi box too and enjoying that name of that little soup. All right. Here's one. Long trips or short trips. And when I say that, I mean, you're flying the 737. You can fly the longest flight you can possibly do on that one trip. Or you can do as many flights in one day on a 737. What do you choose them? I like the short legs. Like that's, yeah, like as many legs as you can. I, that's, I love the up and down. Um, is, that, is that what you're asking? Yeah. Like that, that's what I, you know, and so, some days you do get like, you know, a, you know three or four legs. Um, some days it's just like a one cross country. But that's like one thing I loved about the regionals was a lot of up and down, up and down, like doing, you know, LA to San Diego. I loved doing that. Like that was just such a blast and, um, you know, going back and forth. So I would say the shorter legs. What's your favorite airline livery? Um, Legacy United Airlines. uh, Like Tulip United? The Tulip United. That's just, I look at that and it's like, that is just the classiest. I, I just, I love, I've always loved that, that livery. The bat- I don't even know which one, the Battleship Gray or the one right before um, like with the orange and the red, um, but with the tulip, yeah. So this is kind of away from this, but your dad posted a picture on Instagram a couple months ago. He has two stickers on his bag. One of them is the tulip and the other one is my sticker, which I was very shocked and like surprised to see. That. I was like, what's up? That's awesome. That's my sticker. <laughs> dude, dude, you know what? You got to send me another sticker. This is so I just did this. I had to take your sticker off, put this on. <laughs> respect i appreciate it so, you so can put you my sticker over the 12 though no no you're not, you're not locking up the 12 but no i um it's so funny yeah i remember you said you said it's hats or whatnot i had literally until yesterday i'm like well shit what do i do here like i don't want to like cover it up i know some guys just like plant stickers everywhere i like making it kind of neat but you got to send me another sticker all right i got you yeah, I can, uh, i'll hook you up i'll send you uh let's see if you can see it. i'll send you a pilot's coffee sticker and some other stickers and i'll send you some coffee too you know, I got to put the plug in. That's supposed to be the 7-8, right? What do you say? That, is that the 7-8? It's supposed to be the 7-8? Oh, yeah, yeah. that's the 7-8. With the flex, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, so I'll send, you, I'll send you a little care package. But uh, let's see, what else I got? Yeah, but I was shocked to see you. And you're, it was funny because I commented, I was like, I love the sticker. 
And your dad was like, yeah, the tulip sticker is pretty cool. And I was like, no, the pile, the pile of sticker. I think, yeah, I gave, I gave everyone in my family. Yeah. When you said that stuff, I didn't give everyone one of, one of each. And I don't think you had any idea. I know, right? <laughs> so yeah, I didn't think so either. <laughs> He's like, I'll put yeah. a sticker on there. Uh, if you're a passenger, would you rather fly on a CRJ 200 or an ERJ 145? Or neither. They both yeah. suck. <laughs> we need to get we those need to go away. We need to go all 175s, Embraer's. That's I think all passengers appreciate that. Pilots do too. But um I, honestly, I, I there is something though cool about I think the 145, I kind of like it's very, very obviously tight and you know, not the most comfortable. Maybe I guess the 145. I agree. 175, by far one of my favorite airplanes to ride on. When I'm going to and from Laddie, put me in a 175 both ways, I'm happy. Like I could care less. Yeah, it's the best. All right, last couple here. What is well, that's a dumb question. What's your favorite airline? <laughs> I think we know that. <laughs> yeah, we got we gotta stick with the the United. Uh one forty one training for sixty one. If you could go back and do everything again, would you change? Would you do anything different? Uh so I didn't get to take advantage of the one the you know restricted ATP because I only did the private with one forty one. So I guess, you know, but no, but no, I my training that I have with Cliff is uh, I don't think anyone ever was fit. Yeah, I would take that again in a heartbeat. I had such a blast. So the 61 was fine. Hardest check ride you ever had? Hardest check ride. I think probably my, my instrument. Those VORs? Yeah. yeah I, I think probably instrument. Just, you know, probably the one I was most nervous for. Um, I, I think after that check ride, it, it did a lot for me just in confidence wise. Like, yeah, I can do this. I got this. Like, and definitely help progress my skills as a pilot a lot faster. What's the biggest win in your career? And uh, we'll just do aviation career. What's your biggest win? The biggest win? Yeah, like the best moment of your aviation career. Um, I, I would honestly say, uh, so I had uh, Susan White, the uh, director of hiring at United. Uh, she, she called my dad and uh, had him tell me that I got the job offer. Uh, with United and just like just one of those moments kind of brings you to tears and just like it finally came true that was a moment all yeah I'll never forget was it hard for you to not to go like right on Instagram and just like share that whole news be like I'm going to United like <laughs> it was yeah it was it was super tough and then and then of course though when everything happens it shuts down like oh no yeah um, but, no 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 <laughs> <laughs> it can't happen um but yeah that was that was tough I was just so much excited but it got to share it with my family and it was it was a special moment do you have any regrets of your aviation career? Like, do you wish you would have taken this job or you wish you would have done that or anything differently at all? Or are you, are you glad how everything's played out? Definitely really glad with how it worked out. I've had a blast. Um, but the one thing I always think about is like, I always uh, wonder what it would have been like to have been an instructor just because I never got to do that. I was literally in training to start my CFI and then I got the um, opportunity to, to get in the right seat of a hawker um, really early on, like like 300 hours. So um, not regretting that at all because it was a blast, but just, you know, that's one thing I always feel like I missed out on a little bit. And obviously it only helps you become a better pilot, but you know, I know people have their opinions of being a CFI, my brother and my dad have done it. And you know, it's the one thing I'm like, huh, I wonder what that would have been like. I don't blame you for going to the hawker. I would have been peace. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, there's no way I say no to that. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah I, I said no to CFI too. And I just was so tired of taking check rides, man. I wanted to get paid to fly. Like I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to sit 10 hour ground and I didn't have, yeah, I just didn't want to do that anymore. Well, cool. The last one I have is what was a bigger moment in your whole career, your whole life? Was it being selected to be the bachelor? Or was it, let's say now going to United, getting that call from your dad saying you're going to be a United pilot? Like what either meant more to you 
or was more kind of just like a profound moment in your career in your life? Yeah, there's there's no question is is the, the United call. Um, having that dream finally, like it's it was never my dream to be the bachelor. It was never, you know, it was just something that kind of fell into my lap and it, and it worked out for whatever reason. Um, but um for me getting the you know, that call, knowing that all that hard work, all these all these years, literally twenty, I guess what, twenty-five years of just hoping for it, wishing for it, dreaming for it, finally coming true, like that's 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 what's that's what I hope. What I got to feel is what I hope everyone, you know, gets to feel at some point in their life. You know, a lot of people are stuck doing things that maybe they're not crazy about or in love with. It doesn't make them feel alive. Like I hope people get to feel what I got to feel. And I know a lot of pets get to feel when you finally make it to where you want to go. That's cool. I love that. All right. So this is actually the last question. You are, have such a good platform. You have the ability to inspire so many people, especially aviation. Uh, what would you say if you just had Maybe some three tips, three kind of facts about having a successful career in aviation or even kind of just like what you're doing. What would you say to someone that's 16, 17, 18 or 35 or older that wants to get into flying? What are kind of three tips you'd give them in the aviation world? I would say, so one of the biggest things like my dad always told me going through training was, you know, listen, and obviously there's certain circumstances people are faced with, I get that. But if you can knock out training as fast as possible. Do not take breaks. Do not, you know, I remember yeah, from going from my private instrument, like maybe a day off and my dad's like, right, I get into, you know, the next one, like, just keep it going. Just especially as a young pilot, keeping your skills sharp like that and not giving yourself the time to get rusty or let things kind of lag. It helped me a lot. I definitely now see what my dad was saying. And I pass that, that knowledge on to anyone that's listening. Um, just try to knock it out as fast as possible. And it's going to really help you in your early years as a pilot get those skills and that confidence going um, with no setbacks. And honestly, it just saves you money too with, with not having to redo training or whatnot. Um, I would say, uh, you know, another thing is, you know, to hang out at, at, at the airport, hang out wherever, wherever it may be, like get involved with, um, you know, just the aviation community. Again, it's very small, but, you know, it's it, there's so much knowledge out there and so many cool experiences and stories to hear from really, really cool people that have done it, that have been there, that have that are going through it. Like just, you know, put yourself out there. It's everyone that's kind of gets into this industry, obviously getting into it because they're passionate about it and, and it's a certain type of breed. So um take that, take advantage of that and 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 just pick people's brains and and learn from them. And you also never know kind of what kind of connection they can do for you later on in your career. Um and, uh, you know, a third thing I would say, um, more than anything, just enjoy the journey, enjoy it. It's, it's easy to, I kind of touched on this earlier. It's easy to like have, you know, okay, I want to get here and, I'm, and this is my goal and I want to make it happen more than anything. And I get that. I've, I've literally felt that too, but you know, the journey of, you know, from your first, first introduction flight to finally making it to wherever you want to be whatever seat you want to get to with whatever company doing whatever kind of flying everything in between. It's such a fun, beautiful, there's something so romantic about it. Like journey. Don't let that pass you by and just be too focused on the end goal. Enjoy the whole, the whole journey. Cause it's, it's, it's incredible. Heck yeah. I, that's really good advice. Cause it's so easy to be in your Piper arrow in the middle of your, your commercial training to see the jet go by and just be like totally wasting kind of this great opportunity you have to fly Piper Aero. It'd be so cool if I could just go get in an Aero and go fly it around for fun, you know? Like you have such a great 
opportunity where you are right now and enjoy the process and enjoy where you are. I love it. Because you're going to look back one day and you don't want to be like, man, I wish I would have enjoyed that more and not rushed so much through this. And you don't want that. You know, it's wherever you're meant to be, you're going to be, you're going to get there and just enjoy the ride. Absolutely. Well, Pete, thanks so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun talking to you. Uh, I, I really am happy for you to go to United. I hope I see a 787 father-son duo in the, the next year. Hey, I'll be, I'll be hoping that happens. That'd be sweet, man. Uh, but yeah, thanks for coming on, man. It's been a lot of fun talking to you. Uh, yeah, if you ever want to do it again, let me know. It was uh, it was great. We talk aviation. So I wish you nothing but the best. Awesome. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. This has been a blast. I'm glad we could make work. Yeah, man. And that is a wrap on episode 170 of the Pilot the Pilot podcast. Aviation, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And as I said earlier, please leave us a review and make sure to follow Pilot the Pilot on Instagram and Pilot's Coffee. We should have another sweet giveaway here coming soon, hopefully on Friday, but I'll keep you updated. So go ahead and make sure you follow all those. Follow Peter Weber if you don't already, Pilot Pete. Uh, thanks for Pete for coming on. I hope he really takes up that challenge and made for the Power Off 180s. I think I could get him beat any day. So uh, hopefully one day we'll meet out in Camarillo or Chicago or New York and we'll make it happen. Maybe we can do it in Laddie. I'll talk to my company. <laughs> but Aviation, thank you guys so much. I hope you guys are having a great day. And as always, happy flying.